Man, what's up, what's happening? You already know who it is and what it is. If it's your first time tuning in, it's your boy Q Walker, a.k.a. Nephew Q, Uncle Shannon Sharp's favorite nephew. We in the uh, building beyond the game. It's been a couple of weeks, but we back up in this thing. And I got my guys with me. I got, I'm going to introduce them real quick. I my, Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. My guy Ralph came through with the glasses and everything. Yeah. Just the and whatnot. Come on, man. Yeah, man. He's watching UK, you know, get beaten high definition. High <laughs> def, man. <it> hurts. <laughs> we got my guy Ralph in the build. Go introduce yourself one time for the one time, Ralph. What's up, world? Let's get What's to up? it. What's up? There it is, my guy Ralph. See your boy Ralph. See, and then we got friend of the show, always welcome guest, Nets N5, a.k.a. Mr. Scary Hours himself. Scary Drew Hours. In the building. Drew, oh, he just left. Okay, there he is. Drew in the building. Drew, going to introduce yourself one time for the people who don't know yet. Hey, hold on, man. Uh, I, everything you're saying, it sounds like super slow. It's like slow motion, slow down. Let me uh, talk for me real quick. What's up, boy? <laughs> yeah, it's like you, dog. If you can hear how you sound, you sound like uh, one of them uh, CDs that slow down when they uh, oh, are now the strength of aftermath. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm about yeah. to. I'll be right back in. All right. Okay, I, I had to go to the to the Facebook page to see what was going on. But anyway, everybody, we welcome y'all. Man, we ain't going to waste no more time. We're going to get right on into the proceedings and talk about everything that everybody's been talking about Goodness for the last 24 hours, which is the slap hurt around the world. Will Bartholomew, no, I ain't even going to disrespect you right there. <laughs> Willard Smith, is he the third or junior? I can't remember. But either oh, way, no. Will Smith. Slapped, he slapped the sonic rings up out of Chris Rock last night at the Oscars. I didn't watch it. I seen all the messages when I woke up this morning. I had about 400 text messages from about two, three different groups to talk about it. So anyways, we're going to talk about it. Let's dive right on into it. I know this is a sports show, but this is sports and entertainment, baby. Absolutely. We, beyond the game, baby. We beyond the game. All. We cover it all. And, and on top of that, Will Smith was in Ali, which was in a boxing movie. Absolutely. He, he played Venus and Serena's dad, which he just won the Oscar for last night. So absolutely, yeah, congratulations! Full circle. So, anyways, let's get into this slap her around the world by Willard Smith. <laughs> Drew, <laughs> what was your thoughts, reactions, uh, 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 takeaways from this slap from from Will Smith to Chris Rock last night? Shoo, man! Uh, first of all. I think the only reason anybody even knew the Oscars was on last night was because this was going down. Uh, I had no clue until I got that NBC News update that was Smith and Slap Chris Rock. Uh, <laughs> man, I was shocked, you know, at first. Uh, Will definitely channeled his King Richard being from Compton, and uh, that West Philly came out in him last night. Um, I mean, first and foremost, man, I think, you know, anybody who, who's got a wife or, or that uh, somebody you love like that, uh, you're going to take up for him. Now, yes, he did laugh first, uh, which makes him kind of look like a hoe for real, uh, especially after all he's been through. I don't know why he decided to slap Chris Rock. Uh, it's come out that Chris Rock didn't even write that joke. It was written into the script. Uh, so there's definitely a better way you can handle that. I feel like a lot of it was for the ratings and the attention that it's gotten, though, because the Oscars, man, everybody's forgotten about that. Don't nobody care about it. But boy, oh boy, uh, <laughs> they said Will's going to get hit with two things. He's going to get that nanny when he got home, and he's going to get that lawsuit in the morning. <laughs> I don't even know if he's getting that. 
Nah, nah. Chris Rock nah, is he not going to press charges. charges. Yeah, he said he, he ain't going to press charges. About it. Uh, My thing is, though, is with Chris, like, man, you just told a joke about a dude's wife, and you see him coming at you on say, put your hands up or something, man. Come on. Yeah, my, my thing was when, when he seen Will come on stage, what did he think Will was coming up there to do? Like give him a high five or a hug or something? Like, Shake his hands? I right? do not think that he thought that. No, uh, I don't think, I don't think, he, he, nah, I don't think he thought Will was going to take it there. But at least like, hold on, what's he doing up? You know what I'm saying? Like take yeah, a step sure. back. Like, That's what I would have done. Right. Like, your spider senses should have been tingling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, hold on, hold on, bro. Like it's ain't your time. Like you got your movie Oscar. Like look, chill out. But but anyways, Ralph, what was your thoughts, reactions, takeaway from the slap her around the world last night? Bro, I, so I'm like you. I did not watch the Oscars, so I'm not even going to lie. Like, I seen it first up close and personal. But uh, I got on Instagram this morning, and all I seen was Chris Rock <laughs> get slapped by Will Smith videos one after the other. So first and foremost, I'm like, what happened? And two, I'm like, this can't be real. So I'm still battling with the fact that I don't know how real it is. I've watched the video numerous times, about 25 or more to be exact. And I still can't decide if it's if it's real or not. Um, so I'm just going to base everything off of it, it is real. Um, he really did slap him. I just can't believe he did it. I've never seen this side of will smith i don't think anybody's ever seen this side of will smith um he did say a joke about his wife will smith does have the right to react however he chose to react i do feel like his reaction comes from a lot of frustration he's had over the years because of how jada's kind of made him look silly i feel like jada's kind of made him look silly in uh, in the news in the media um I seen a one meme where it was like, this is how Jada would react if a joke was said about Will Smith compared to how Will Smith reacted to a joke told about Jada. And it was almost like they showed the people just laughing because I feel like it's kind of been a joke. I, I don't really know. I don't know Will Smith and Jada's relationship, but for what I see on the outside, it doesn't look good. It seemed like it's been rocky for a long time. So for me, I just felt like the slap came from a lot of frustration that Will Smith has had over the years. Um, do I feel like the joke warranted him being slapped as far as Chris Rock? I honestly don't. But again, I can't tell a man how to it was react. It a lame joke for real. I can't tell a man how to react when he feels like his wife is being disrespected. So in this whole situation, I've kind of went back and forth with it all day. I really don't know how to feel, but... <laughs> That was crazy, man. That's all I can say. That was crazy. Hey, real, real quick, I've seen people die. I've seen it all today. People are trying to fight over this. They really yeah. go toe to toe. And I'm like, yeah. dog, first of all, Will and Jada do not care about you like that. Why exactly. do you fire so into it? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I think Emmanuel Acho uh, on that uh, Wait Your Turn, I can't remember what the name of their show is, but uh, he brought up a great point. You know, after that whole entanglement BS, and Will got drugged through the media. And I mean, they're still making memes about that. I think Absolutely. he may have said, you know what? No more. Because uh, Acho even talked about how Will's been outspoken about wishing, being a coward and wishing he'd done more for his mother with his abusive father in uh, times that he acted like a coward in his life. So maybe he finally said no more. But I'm still with you, dude. I feel it was too, 
it was two staves. A man, a, a man's not going to put his hands up with another man charging at him, especially he just joked on his wife. Maybe, you know, those on the show didn't think it was going to go that far, but I'm at least going to have my hands halfway by my hips ready to put them up in front of my face or whatever. Yeah. And Shannon Sharp made a great point. You know, we've been talking about Will's side, but if I'm Chris Rock, it's on site whenever I see you, Will. You're not just going to slap me on national TV at the Oscars and just think I'm some, some punk. Like, it's going to be some repercussions that, that are going to come behind that, man. So I'll leave that it at part. that. We can't hear you, Q. Oh, my bad. My mic was mute. Uh, let me but get yeah. to hold on, hold on. Before we continue on, let me bring my guy Big Brew into the building one oh, time. You know what I'm saying? Boy. Blue Devils in the building tonight. Blue my Devils in play, the building. Play his, uh, you know, Duke Blue Devils this weekend, which we're going to get into all of that in a second. But before we do that, we got another friend of the sh of, of Beyond the Game who wants to hop on here with us and talk about this situation as well. We got everybody. <laughs> we got everybody. Oh, shit, all right, <laughs> We got everybody's favorite referee who wants to join the show tonight. Oh, we got Sean Gurton in the field with us. Personal fan. Personal fan. What did you say, Ralph? We already got a personal fail? I already got a personal fail. Guys, <laughs> technical. I was going to say, we got four already, me and Daniel, just when he walked in. So, so I'm going to ask these two guys real quick, their thoughts on the views and opinions. Daniel, Big Brew, my, my dog, what's your thoughts, views, and opinions on the slap her around the world between Will Smith and Chris Rock? What would you think about it when you seen it? I thought it was hey, because just the uh, it was almost like Chris Rock prepared for this match. Yes. Good, strong. He laughed immediately afterwards and just proceeded, you know, with the <laughs> like, That's weird. I don't know. I mean, I've never met a man that's going to get smacked. I don't care if you're in an audience or in private and just react like that. That was weird. Secondly, I thought it was lame on Will's part because he laughed at the joke, then looked at Jada and seen that she wasn't laughing. Then he just did that. That looked weak. You're a man. React how you want to react. Deal with the consequences when you get home. Right. <laughs> don't be. Don't let her look at you and then feel like you got to go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, Sean, Sean's been home for that before. <laughs> he said it don't work. This is what it is. I could be in the doghouse. Secondly, I mean, third, you ruined the lifetime of Chief. It's all the movies you made. It's your first Oscar, and you won't be remembered for winning the Oscar. Right. Slapping Chris Rock over a hair joke. It ain't like she's dying from cancer, like she got breast cancer or anything like that. This is alopecia. The coach from Seton Hall's got alopecia. People probably make fun of him every day. Who mm -hmm. has alopecia? I mean, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I just thought it was lame on his part. I don't yeah. care what up was. It just made me couldn't handle your internal anger from your whole build up from what how she made you look bad. Like I said, for my behalf, you did that, you walked back to your seat. You would have made it worse for yourself because then I would have had a lot of more jokes. Now it's put the spotlights on you. I'm gonna have hella jokes now. And then you can come back up on the stage if you want to, but you ain't gonna walk back to your seat after that one. <laughs> Man, so we got big bruise Donovan. I'm, I'm gonna get to some of y'all comments here in a second. I'm gonna let the fellas get what they gotta what they gotta get off their chest, and I'm gonna get to some of these comments that people are pouring in. Sean, 
U of L's representative today on the show. Well, what's your thoughts <coughs> and opinions without giving you know Will Smith a tech? What what ha- what was your thoughts using opinions <laughs> on what happened last night? Look, dude, I've been married almost twenty three years. Let me just put Uh-oh. that out first put that out there. foremost, okay? If anybody, even if I think it's funny, if I if any man says anything about my wife and I'm standing there and I look over and see that she's hurt, then I gotta say something. At the very least, I gotta say something. Tell him about the look, Sean. Tell him huh? about the look you got. Tell him about the look you oh, got. We I mean, already because, know what that look. We know because at the end of the day, I gotta go home with that woman. I gotta <laughs> live with that woman. I gotta. If 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 she's gonna be mad at me for the next week, I'm the one that's gonna have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I gotta live up to whatever expectation she has of me to handle that. Me and my wife were just talking the other day. She's like, she checked somebody at a game that I was refereeing. She, I mean, she, she was like, um, somebody in the stand was like, they're terrible. And she turned around like, that's my husband. And you know what happened? Those people didn't say nothing the rest of the game. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm just saying, I mean, I understand the point where, and me and my cousin was talking about that, that we'll laugh. We'll make th- think it's funny. But you know what your wife's insecurities are. You know what hurts her. And once you look over her over there and see that she's hurt and another right, man's right. responsible and he's right there, man, you can't look. At the very least, you're going to have to speak to that man. Did Will handle it right? No, he didn't handle it right. You wait till the show over. You may wait till the mm. next day. You call his you call his people, say, look, I need to talk to Chris. And you talk, you talk it out about like man. He was coming he off said, set. Whatever happens after that happens. Right. Mm. You made him offset. You like uh what's his face said? You could have gone over to the left. He's coming off the stage in 30, 40 seconds when he's done with his little routine. Catch him as soon as he comes off. Say what's up. Then if he still says fuck you, I said what I said. All right, then light him up. <laughs> Right. Man, I, for, for the people who comment, I, I see y'all comments. I know y'all want to get in on this conversation. I promise I'm going to get to y'all comments in a second. I had to let the fellas get what they had to get off of their chest. But um, my take real quick before I get to some of these comments that people are pouring in. Man, listen, I'm, I'm, I agree with Sean. What Will Smith did was wrong. I mean, he was right in what he did, just wrong setting to do it at, like. Feel how you feel like, you know, no man, you should never let a man disrespect your wife, girlfriend, spouse, significant other, whatever she is. Like, you know, you've been with your woman long enough to know what she is comfortable with laughing with and what she's not comfortable with. And I know people are like, well, Will Smith was laughing. I think Will Smith was doing like a nervous laughter. Like, <laughs> like until he looked over at his wife and she was like, yeah, we ain't going for that shit. He's like, shit, then it's time to go into husband mode. Like, my wife ain't with it. So I think he did the right thing. But back to Sean's point, and it, my, my, my take is more so for Jada than Will, because a woman will wrath for her due to the death. Like everybody up here has been in relationships, maybe still in a relationship. Let you go out to eat and that motherfucking right way to get your order wrong. Who's the first person <laughs> to say something? Your girl. Facts. He going to speak Facts. up for you. You know what I'm saying? Let somebody, and like Sean just said, let somebody say something about you while you're not around. Your woman's going to have your back no no matter what. Like, she's always going to take up for her man. Jada has let the world make a mockery of Will Smith. And continue to do it. Absolutely. 
and a half, and she has not stood up and said a word trying to Absolutely. defend a man. That's the only part I have a problem with is that this dude shows that he loves his woman unconditionally. He will step up right. to anybody about anything about his woman. And this take all allowed this done. woman to make him look like a mm. fool on the red table just mm. so he could he sacrificed sacrificed himself just so she can explain what they went through. And this man yeah. had to take all the bullets. Hold, hold on, Sean. Will Smith has had to take the bullets for their family for far too long. Mm. And right. yesterday wasn't the joke. It was a culmination of everything. That's what Will, I said, bro. Will was just like, man, I'm tired of this. Like, it was the straw that broke the camel's back, and Will right. just reacted. Right. Now, for everybody, like, it, it's caused the division between black folks, right? Because now black folks are like, well, Will Smith shouldn't have did this. Well, Will Smith should have did that. And now we have this whole thing with black people now about what Will should have or shouldn't done. And I hate that. I hate that for us that we going through that now about this stupid incident. But women, y'all got to make up y'all minds, right? Do y'all want a man to protect y'all and be a provider for y'all? Or do y'all are y'all okay with a man just sitting back and letting the dude just say whatever he got to say to you? Because with, I, I'm surprised at the outrage of women mm. who are going in on Will Smith, but then turn right around and want a man to protect them. He just mm. did that, and y'all criticizing for him. But now y'all turn around and say, "Well, I want a man to be my protecting provider." Well, mm. he just did what y'all what y'all want from a man, and then y'all criticizing and bringing the dude down. Like I, I women, y'all gotta. Talk to us. Tell us what you want because he just did what y'all been asking men to do for so long. But Sean, go ahead, man. Well, and to your point, we didn't have to go on the red table talk. He he he, he chose to go there. That's why I said they they chose. They sacrificed himself just so she could get out what she had. Like he sacrificed the world looking at him as a joke just so his woman could. and, and, And and to Q, I'm gonna get to your your comments, Q. Not one time, and I may be wrong. Somebody got the footage. Please show me. Not I one ain't seen time it. have I seen Jada come to Will Smith's defense Fact. about anything. About and all she would have had to do last night was grab his arm and tell him, nah, we'll get him after the show. We'll talk to him. All she would have to do is ch- stop him. And did you see how she reacted when he did it? She, like, she was unbothered, man. Yeah, She's so the problem, for real. That's, that's my only problem is that well, like she has yet to come to defense of her man taking what? up to her. Like, 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 man, go ahead. Look, I say this after, after they got home, one of two things happened. Even she was mad because now she's more humiliated and embarrassed that that went down on national TV or Jada gave Will good ass time last night. I don't think so. One of two things happened. I don't know. I ain't in that uh, household. You know I just don't think it's going I, I, I don't think there's, I think there's been turmoil like in Even that household for a long time. She truly appreciates that he stepped up for her like that. Or she was even twice. Her facial expression didn't say she did, though, Sean. Her immediate reaction to what he did didn't say she was uh, ready to go throw down for him. I think their relationship is one-sided, man. Weird. Yeah, I I, I think think it's weird. I think it is, too. And and to the the people who saying, oh, well, he didn't do August Alcina like that, hold on. That was two totally different different situations. Will kind of already knew that situation was happening, you know, their quote-unquote open marriage. So he was kind of already made aware of what was going on. August Alcina only disrespected them by coming out public with it. He never said right. anything disrespectful to or about Jada. 
he was expressing his hurt over the situation that him and Jade are no longer messing with each other. But he never said anything disrespectful about her to make Will come and check him. It's just that he made a private situation public. That's the only way he disrespected Will. So people got to get out of this. Oh, well, he didn't do that to August. Right. That was a totally right. different and separate situation that Will already knew about. Just the world got to know about it. So, again, Will had to take those bullets and let his wife explain what really went on or whatever the case may be. Also, one last thing before I let the, before I let the fellas go. Will Smith is broken. Like, I don't care what nobody says. That, that dude is he is trying his hardest because he's a prominent figure he's a powerful figure and an influencer in hollywood so i get it but mm-hmm. i'm gonna just keep it 1000 because that's what we do on the show Thanks. as a man that's been broken myself and still trying to hold it together so people don't notice i know what that looked like and will smith is all over his face like that dude mm-hmm. is broken and I don't, I don't know his, his, you know, obviously we don't know his friendships, but I feel like he doesn't have nobody that will pull him to the side and have that man-to-man talk like, bro, what's wrong? What's going on, bro? And let him get all of that shit out of his system that he's dealing with because his wife is making him look silly out here in these streets. And it's sad that you right. say that he doesn't have anybody that he can go to that can talk, have a man-to-man conversation that's with Will Smith. and allow him to actually vent. Like, that's really sad that you can say as Will Smith being as famous as he is, being as likable as he is, like you would think that he has a multiple, you know, multiple friends he can go to at a time like this. But it's just sad, man. It's it, We just start it's starting to see a lot of men crown, you know what I'm saying, TV and different. Oh, like, even though, I don't know if y'all watched the podcast with Michael Beasley. I was on, getting ready to uh, say the pivot. Like, we're just Facts. seeing a lot of men. Like Michael Beasley basically said the same exact thing that Q said. He didn't have anybody to go to. The man is tired of trying to ask for help, and ain't nobody trying to help him. Like, he literally just broke down, like, saying that alone. Like, I don't have nobody to go to, so. It's just sad to see, man. As famous as you are, that doesn't guarantee that you'll have real people in your corner, man. And and also, look, like I said, almost 23 years of game, the one person you want to have your back more than anybody is your spouse. Yeah, man. If you feel like that that person doesn't have you, because you know what? Everybody else doesn't matter. Everybody else doesn't matter. But what goes on within your house, and look, me and my wife has our ups and we have our downs. But we have been in this for 23 years. That's a long time, bro. Congrats. I got four. I got four. That's it. It shouldn't be a long time. 23 years should be a drop in the bucket. Right. I guess in our society, we have I tell people I've been married over 20 years. They go, wow, that's a long time. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be. be like but bro, it twenty-three years. I understand what you're saying, but twenty-three you know years saying? is a long, long period of time, bro. Right, but it's the death to us part. <laughs> I guess. Gotta die. Now, I we, we may have got to kill each other a time or two. You know what I'm saying? I guess. Oh right. yeah, it, it ain't all puppy dogs and kitty cats. You know what I'm saying? Daniel, one person know. I know who's gonna hide my back through thick or thin is gonna be my wife, and she knows the same. Right. So when you got see, that, she's not nothing doing else that really matters. But she's not doing that. She's not doing that. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's, that's the one-sided. problem. We we gotta. It, it's almost like you know, like he's trying to get her approval. <laughs> constantly trying to get her approval. Yep. And, yep, and, and, that, she, and, and she's sitting back like, nope, still ain't good enough, and, Will. 
Nope. Like what I, else? I got he's not too. When he huh? talked about two, hey, when he I'm talked about Sean Tupac, that. that's I'm glad that's Sean what lets you that. know right there the situation he's Bro, in. Like they, I don't know how deep we want to go into it, but she basically said like that's her soulmate, bro. Like yeah, to tell that a I love man that him. you've been married to right, forever you know, that another man is your soulmate. Like that's what well, look, Chris Rock was telling oh, telling Joe. Joe, he, he one of his joke was like, you know, anytime you look at your wife, you know that you're second choice. Absolutely, she bro. Gave you that Absolutely. Look, she was like, if what you call what worked out, I wouldn't be with you. When, at all. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's his fault, though. That's his fault. Like I said, yep. well, I saw a meme. And he's got to take himself out of that. Yep. Well, I saw yep. her or get the help to get out of it. It's yeah. got her saying, Tupac with a shadow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, that's not right. even funny, but that's... Right. But it's like, oh, right. But you see, man. but that's... This is what she created. When you have an idea, you always have to think. Any ideas you have in your life, you always have to think of the unknown. Because for yeah. as long as you think about this idea, you can't predict everything. He yeah. wanted to live this lifestyle. He wanted to have an open marriage. He openly admitted that he wanted to have like an entourage of women. Any women that he wanted, he wanted. That's to true. Have That's true. So you open the door for that. That's true. So even if he's broken, I don't feel sorry for it. Every, even me, you, everybody on this panel, whatever you choose to do, just know it's consequences. Man. Absolutely, that's true, bro. That's, that's, that's true. true. That's very no, true. I agree that is consequences, but it, it it goes back to I don't and I don't know this, but we're not feeling comfortable enough. Like I don't know if y'all seen the pictures of Tyler Perry and Denzel like pulling him to the side mm -hmm. and. and it was at that point where I was like, okay, maybe this shit is real. Like yeah, Denzel right. and, and Tyler Perry trying to console. And, and it wasn't that. And I hate to say this. It was when Bradley Cooper, I seen the picture of him talking to Bradley Cooper. Now, you know, no disrespect, my dude, Drew, but it's like yeah. black people are going through something and a white person interjects to give you his, you know, so sorrows about what's going on. Then it's like, okay, yeah, this, yeah. this shit is for real. Like yeah, yeah, everybody's yeah. affected by what, what's going on. But yeah, you know, but like Sean men. said about the longevity of marriage, it's sad, but it's all like have women. And it's, it's not necessarily about black and white. It's about, look, this is my woman and he disrespected her. And I feel like I got to do something right, wrong, and different. All right, so so I don't want. Well, she made him feel. She made me feel like I had to do something. I don't want at the very messy, least. But somebody's got to be a little messy, so I do have to present the question: If Chris Rock was of the different race, would Will Smith if have had white. that same reaction? He'd be in jail. He probably wouldn't have made it off the stage. Would, would 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 have Will Smith done the same thing that he did? So I understand what you're saying. But I also look at it, like I said, I've been battling this all day, and I've looked at it a million different ways, and I do wonder if there was a white comedian up there saying that same exact joke, would I'll Will Smith have had that same exact well, okay, let, let, let's also this. be fair. If there was a white comedian, would a white comedian make that same joke? That's what I was going to say. With a the white joke comedian, was written I, The joke was written in. Exactly. I'm just, that, that's already so there's the a few white comedians joke. I believe would have said that joke. Jimmy Kimmel would have said it. Yeah, it's sure. a few I feel, that we can. I, I feel like there would have been a couple that would have. I man, I really have a hard time. Wow, who said that? He would or wouldn't? But <laughs> who said that? <laughs> uh, but wow. Chris is foolish. But uh, wow. I will, what I will say is, is if it really and truly oh, okay. was like uh, was brought up was a culmination of everything mm -hmm. um as far as you know he had enough and he made the decision after all that stuff happened with the round table that that's enough i you know i ain't taking this no more 
then, yeah, I feel like even if they were white, it, it was going to come out no matter what. The consequences would have been a lot different, but the actions probably still would have happened. But I just, man, there's mm-hmm. just too much in it for me. It was written in. I feel like I feel like it goes without saying the person who wrote it in was probably white. Uh, mm-hmm. more, than, more, more, than, more than likely uh, was probably right who wrote that script or whatever. So was that there here we go it goes a lot deeper when we're going back to the man and the stuff was that a ploy then was that they knew will was a ticking time bomb maybe he's been showing this lately in the hollywood circles and they were like let's see if he's gonna check another a fellow black man for it let's write this in here and see what we can cause that's that's a bro that's a good point man that's that's super deep that's 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 another conversation because if you look at it's like they waiting on you to break. Like they waiting on that one moment for you to break for we you to love, slip up. So that's a, that's a good it. point. We love man. it. We we, we have America has made a profit off of the downfall off of seeing the downfall of black men. Right. For for long speak since it. me and you have been born. Speak the truth. So and there's just other ways we find to do it. Just like you have the 13th Amendment, blah 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 blah. Just like there, there's other ways. To do it than the the out front hey look at me you know i'm i'm a full-blown racist i don't think you deserve to live because mm-hmm. i have white skin which i have never ever understood how the lack of pigment in our skin makes us feel like we're better because it, it talk that shit, another combo, talk another combo for another day fellas. absolutely I, I'm gonna I'm go off on my people and end up getting hate mail when I get off. Here <laughs> we got your back. Don't worry. You got about you. We don't got worry about back. it now. We got it. Hey, Daniel you knows to the picnic. Sean knows. Absolutely. Sean knows me personally. Dude. Absolutely. Daniel knows what it is. That's Aka Paul Wall, baby. <laughs> now you you good you good with us, Drew, baby. Now, you you good with us, man, and that's the why we had you on here. What's that hot dog say? The hood love me. The hood Absolutely. love me, baby. <laughs> But now that that's a great question. Let me get to some of these uh questions. I mean, things on the side real quick. Uh Donovan said if he didn't get that got gizla nine thousand last <laughs> night, he gotta move on. <laughs> uh, oh, he's silly, bro. Oh let me let me see. Uh I bet he didn't get nothing. Q Roberts says it's okay to smash the wife, but not joke about the wife. Talk about it. Talk about it. For yeah, me, I, I think I think I think after the, the entanglement situation, Will probably thought shit was gonna die down after a month or two. But you keep having people bring up certain situations, and like I said again, she's not protecting her man from all right. of this backlash. So the jokes right. is gonna keep on coming because they like, well, what's he gonna do? What's she gonna do? She ain't said nothing, he ain't gonna say nothing. So it is what it is. So let me get to some more of these comments real quick. Black, you know, they went home, they was like had to be it had, had to be <laughs> had to be had to be but like oh, but to man. Drew's point that's what they wanted to see some real talk tonight you appreciate that uh somebody said I said today will will is a broken man that's he fair. is now he just that's a fact and, and real quick before we move on to the next topic everybody who's watching everybody who's listening everybody on this panel We've all done something in the heat of the moment that afterwards we felt like, damn, I, I wish I didn't do that. Tell like, me about so, it. So I get it. Everybody's criticizing Will for doing it. But at the same time, it's like we've all done stuff to where later on we're like, damn, bro, I shouldn't have did that shit. I, I should have handled that a different way. And Will just got caught up in the heat of the moment. He reacted. And so, therefore, here, here we are. But, you know, like I said, again, women, y'all got to figure out what y'all want. Is this 
do y'all want the protector and provider or do y'all are, are y'all okay with a man just sitting back as another guy just disrespects you and talks about you all crazy and one last point is that everybody up here like i said has been in a relationship if if we was at the oscars and the joke was being made about your son brother sister aunt uncle father mother that was either dead had a condition or something like that are you just gonna sit back and be like, ha, yeah, ha, ha, yeah, that's funny, yeah, cool shit? Nah, you gonna feel some type of way. Now you might not have handled it like Will Smith did, but you gonna feel some type of way about the dude joking about your whoever that's dealing with a certain situation, and you gonna right. be like, okay, yeah, get your jokes in, but you gonna see me, dog. Don't worry about it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna see you sooner or later. So you know, guys, we got, we gotta, we gotta stop with this condemning Will Smith on how he handled it. Yes, he may have handled it wrong. But you're not gonna sit back and let somebody disrespect your whatever. Either. Why? That's been my whole you're point, not gonna man. let somebody no. disrespect you your wife. He didn't know she had alopecia, so. No, I, I'm just, I'm just saying that in general, like Chris Rock may not have known that, but Will and Jada know, knew that, and right. like I, I said, guarantee you, the person who wrote the joke in knew it. Like <laughs> that's Will, why they did like, it. Will, like I said, he should have handled it differently, but he reacted in the heat of the moment and. Right, wrong, and different. We can't tell that man how to react in a situation where he feels like his wife is being disrespected because we all gonna act different in a certain situation like that. I'm gonna act different from Ralph, <clears throat> I'm gonna act different from Drew. Drew's gonna act, right. you know what I'm saying? We all gonna act different in that situation, so we can't tell this man how he should have reacted when somebody's when he feels like somebody's disrespecting right. his wife. Well, he, and Daniel's point is, is it should have is it's he's glad to finally see it, but then we've been past that point. Like <laughs> he, he should have done this in the entanglement. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two yeah. things though. Marcel Swatter made a good point. He was like, he didn't agree with it, not from the this this fact of disrespect, but Will had nothing to gain from doing this and everything to lose. He didn't change nothing, and he's still a mockery right now. And secondly, you have to think when you own that large of a platform and you're that rich and everybody in there is that rich, a hundred million plus, you have to think of everything. Like you go up there and smack him. Now, what if Chris Rock wasn't Chris Rock and he didn't want to go get that, you know, think like, damn, if I beat his ass, they'll never have me on anything else. What if he just sit there and he beat Will Smith's ass for five minutes? While we don't <laughs> Absolutely. Will has to think about stuff like that. Absolutely. And Chris Rock probably did think about that's, it. That's, he, that's, he, that's he more to my react. point. That's he, more he to my like, point if that's what they wanted. If if if, if he will have reacted, he would have probably lost the bag. He would never probably get an opportunity like that again. That's he why he stayed in character. The, the he thought about time. it. If, if y'all go back after this show, I want y'all to go back and watch the clip wherever you see it at. Chris Rock says, man, I could. And then he stops himself because he knows if he keeps going in with Joe, where it's going to go, Will Smith is going to come back on stage and they're going to get that reaction of two black men fighting at the Oscars. Yep. So he stops himself, composes himself, and then he tries to get back into the thing. But go ahead. No, nah, I agree with Shay's comment. But yeah, no, nah, he definitely, he did that one little gesture like, boy. Yeah. He went back to, you know, talking. So he he was he was with the smoke for a second, and then he was like, "Man, let me remember where I'm at, man. Let me let me." Get he is from Brooklyn, up. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he ain't just gonna take no shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> That's, he, I was most surprised to see that the non-reaction from him. So I, I think it was a non-reaction from him because he probably felt like in that moment, if he'd have went there, so much shit would have been lost for him. Man, for so much, bro. So, so much, he was bro. like, "Man, I, I'll get, I'll see him, I'll see him later. Don't I worry about it." Shannon Sharp, though. 
Uh, fact, fact. Shannon said it best. Yeah, it went down. It went oh, yeah. down. It would have went down. Oh man, let's see. Uh, Lachey, hold on, hold on. She said Lachey Johnson, but Will thought the joke was funny, so because she upset, it's okay for you to take it out on Chris. What's Will's punishment? Anybody want to jump like in? Looking like a looking like a dummy that he does right now. I agree with what she says. That's that's my whole point in this. He laughed first, so I mean, come on, bro. So now you just told everybody that the whole reason you did it, you wouldn't have done nothing if you wouldn't have got that look from your wife. Yeah. So you making yourself look more like you let around by your collar than you already have. Oh, everybody already thinks you let around by your collar, Will, and now you just basically proved it to everybody. Sheesh. When they joked on KD at the ESPYs, it wasn't no form of a smirk, laugh, none of that. Brother, bro just had a straight face. He just looked at him. Yeah. Like, but nah, you bro, bet he saw KD later, too. You can probably bet that they had some rap for each other uh, later on. For sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But, man, that's our thoughts and reactions on Will Smith slapping the Sonic coins out of Chris Rock last night at the Oscars. But anyways, we got, we got an uh, upcoming matchup this weekend uh, that Sean Gurton is going to referee at. We got the final four going on. We got I love how that game. Villanova and Kansas, but we got the, you know, then we got the other game that really everybody wants to watch, and nobody's done that other game, which is Duke versus the University of North Carolina. Hey, what's going on with you? So I want to get the fellas' breakdown and predictions about the final four weekend. Ralph, who you got coming out of each side national championship game, and are we going to be back for the national championship game? No, it'll be Monday, so we'll be back for the national championship game. So give me who you think will meet in the national championship. Have you all right? So I'll start with Villanova and Kansas because I have a hard time picking between Duke and UNC for so many different reasons. Um, I think I'm gonna go with Kansas and the Villanova and Kansas game. Um, Villanova had a big injury to one of their key players, so um, yeah, uh, I think that will probably be where I'll go with on that side. As far as Duke and North Carolina, as much as I hate to say it. Duke boys in the building tonight. Duke boys in the building tonight, man. I think I'm going with Duke to win that game. And I think we'll see Kansas and Duke in the national championship game. Okay. All right. Don't don't give me your, your championship game prediction just yet. We'll save that for next week's show. As I get to some of these comments, somebody said it's been a long ass tournament. Yeah, if you UK fan, yeah, especially if you're a UK fan, thank you. It's been a long basketball season. Man. This well, tournament's yeah. been deadly. Well, Sean, Sean, it's been long for you because y'all never had a shot. So it's been, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, it's hey, been long well, for we do now though. We got a uh, shot. Why? Ain't won those games. Why? Because y'all got a coach. Y'all think y'all got Lil Penny? Because, I mean, Lil Kenny. We got something we ain't had since Rick left. I was, okay. I was just as wrong about Chris Mack as Sean was too. Right, <laughs> uh, no, it, there, it it was them, man. Ike said, I got everybody losing. Adam, Adam <laughs> I know, that's how Nick, I feel, Ike. I Ike feel Adam said it's baseball season. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Drew, who you got coming out of each side and who and meeting up in the championship matchup? Uh, well, I'll start on the, the obvious side. I, if you've seen any of my comments in the group lately, I got to go with Duke. Everybody's going to clown, say I'm an honorary fan. I always get all that stuff from the U.K. fans every time I pick Duke, but uh, – there's money on the line, and trust, if they lose, I will be talking super bad to the Dukies, just as bad as y'all talk anyway. Um, and then in the other game, I got to go with Kansas. 
um, the I can't remember his name, the dude who tore his um, more. I know his last Achilles. name is more. Right. Yeah, more dude who had the Achilles injury. Um, man, he's a major player. He was on a roll in mm-hmm. that Houston. It kind of changed that game a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and not just your money too, dog. I, there's another pool that I'm in with a whole bunch of UK fans, and hey, <laughs> uh, that's beautiful because there's like. So many entries, and I'd say 30, uh, probably higher than that. Probably about 65% of the entries had UK winning it. So, uh, you had to pick somebody else. <laughs> uh, and then the other popular picks were like Gonzaga and Arizona. Everybody's mostly out. There's only a few people left in these. But anyways, um, I got or I got Kansas in the other game. Uh, I do think there's an off chance that Villanova could, you know, like Kevin Ware's situation, play for Buddy, uh, play their hearts out for him. They are a good team. I just think Kansas is too long, too athletic, uh, and they're going to be able to play defense and score with them, which is kind of what the, the problem Houston had is Houston went cold. Uh, they Houston could hit a shot at, from at, three. Every, One for Houston 20. beat them. I think that's the first time it's ever happened. They beat them in every statistical category, rebounding, yep. Yep. Uh, everything, but they shot one for 20 from the three. Yep. And uh, Villanova shot, what, six, seven or so? They hit a bunch. <laughs> is all I know. So, yeah. I got Kansas and Duke. Kansas and Duke. Sean, who you got, man, in the national championship game next Monday? Well, you know, being that I'm number three in the behind the game bracket challenge right now, uh, (laughs) I picked Kansas to win it. So obviously I got to go with Kansas. And I think that UNC Duke game is going to be a war. It is. I I think it'll be war. I think it'll be about one point, whoever wins. I, I, but right now, the way they're playing, I got I got to go with Duke. They got vengeance <laughs> on their mind. Man, I can't believe we're doing this. About he somebody got to come to the couch this weekend. Uh, <laughs> oh, and then it's down to the final two, and everybody who's watching already know who I'm with. You know, we know. And we everybody, know. If you've been watching Beyond the Game for a while, y'all know that, you know, my guy Daniel Big Brew is a big Duke fan. So, Daniel, the floor is yours, my guy. Who you got meeting in the championship matchup? Look, look at his face, man. Go, go ahead, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> you know when he does this, he means business. <laughs> go ahead, Dan. You got it, bro. Hey, I, I always liked Jay Wright. He's a professional. He wouldn't have smacked Chris Rock last night. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, always got his suit up. Never stop the crew. Never respect him. I think Justin Moore's loss. Justin Moore, okay. Justin, uh, thank you. He's their second leading scorer. But they got a lot of guys that score around 10 points a game. They got about seven guys that scored nine or more points. So I think they can still pull it off, but it'll have to be an ugly game, which is, you know, they blue collar. I'm probably still going to go with Kansas. Uh, I feel like Miami was a little more athletic than Villanova in, in the second half. Kansas pulled away from Miami. Uh, I think. I think uh, – not Gonzaga, I'm sorry. Uh, I think Villanova's better coach than Miami, though. So, I'm still giving them a shot. Of course, in the second matchup, I've been saying it since the tournament started. I'm not. I'm still not going to say it. But I said if Duke got past that Texas Tech game, what was going to happen? Well, of course, I got Duke going to the shit. Okay, so he got you, – you said you got Duke in Kansas in, in the next – okay. So I, I pretty much everybody got Duke in Kansas, right? Except you. Except you. What so, you got? You got Nova too. So, <laughs> so on one side, the Kansas Villanova matchup, 
I'm going to get Villanova in this matchup, man, because mm-hmm. I'm going to go with what Bruce said. They're going to ugly the game up. They're going to slow because they know they don't have the athletes to compete with Kansas at this stage right now. So they're going to slow the tempo down as best as they possibly can, make the game ugly, make it a, a if the if the refs, Sean Gurdon, allow them to bang and be physical and, and, and do, you know, <laughs> not call these ticky tack fouls, Sean Gurdon, I think Villanova has a chance to win that ball game. So I got Villanova beating Kansas. And then on the other side, y'all already already know what it is, baby. Y'all already know what it is. (laughs) Let me go ahead and get the Duke Blue Devils coming at the matchup, man, because I honestly think that the Duke Blue Devils got a lot of revenge on their mind with the Coach K losing that home thing. So they even, outside of it being the Final Four, they're motivated even more to avenge the loss against, you know, Coach K on that final home court for Coach K. So they're going to be extra motivated, extra pumped. Man, to be quite honest, I see Duke coming out and hitting North Carolina in the mouth and going up 10-2 in like the first five minutes, bro. Like they're going to be that amped to, to make a statement against North Carolina. Now, let me say this, though. I apologize to, to Tar Hill Nation and Hubert Davis because I have not been the biggest fan of him all year long until recently he turned it around. So I got to give him props and respect for what he did with the squad here lately. For sure, for but sure. at the same time, I do feel like Duke's going to take this just for the reason. Duke is probably playing the best basketball of any team that's left right now. And as I mean, it's, it's probably Duke 1 and North Carolina 1A as far as teams playing the best basketball at this point in time right now. So I'm going to give the edge to Duke just because talent-wise, I feel like they're just a little bit better than we are. And like I said, they got their revenge factor on their mind. So I got I got Duke and Villanova in the national championship game. And I hate to say it, but, hey, man, I'm just being objective right now, bro. Just, just being objective. Q, I'm going to yeah. say something to you, brother. You yeah. good at what you do. <laughs> damn all that. Take that damn North Carolina jersey uh, right now. You I can't be objective. No, I can't be objective. Pick your team to win. You know game, what, man. Ralph? You know what, Ralph? Look at all that. North Carolina Villanova right. rematch in the national championship. Right. Yeah, got questions, please. Nah. Ralph, <laughs> Ralph, I'm gonna tell you right now. Question. What he's I know what he's doing. That's why I said he's good at what he's doing what he does, he, bro. He's, he's, good, he's been doing it all tournament. He's such a question for you. Absolutely. He's staying the course. King, I got a serious question for you. What's up? What's up, big dog? What is it you think that Hubert Davis did to turn it around? It, it wasn't Hubert Davis. It was a <laughs> that they had after the Wake Forest loss, if memory serves me correct. It was in late January, early February. Uh, Armando Baycott and the team had a players-only meeting, and ever since that game, they have turned it around outside of the, the huge loss to Virginia Tech in the ACC tournament. It was that because they were playing selfish basketball pretty much up to that point because – they didn't have an identity. New coach, he's trying to preach his philosophies, and everybody's trying to get there. And I believe within that team meeting, they was like, look, in order for us to become successful, we got to at least buy into what coach is saying. And in order for them to do that, Leaky Black, Caleb Love, and uh, Baycott, which are the pretty much the leaders of the team, bought in, and now we're kind of seeing the results. They just caught fire. So I don't think it's necessarily anything that he did. It's the players who had to come together to turn the season around and get back on track. So I think that's really what did. But Hubert Davis is a good coach, so I don't want to take away from him because he's been like in in the St. Peter's game. 
He was picking rolling defense to death. You know, yeah. like why couldn't UK do this? Like they, Facts. Cute. Thank you. Why couldn't UK do the same thing? They had the same bigs we got, but they didn't do what we did, and we blew them out. Like you see what I'm saying? Caleb Love cool. drank that Buddy Love juice. That man ain't missed since the tournament started. Yeah, he's been hot, home. man. He's been hot. Each game, well, I ain't gonna say each game, but the last three games, we've had a different star, whether it be R.J. Davis and him going off, or Caleb Love going off, Leaky Black going off. So it's been a different player every game that has pretty much saved us up until this point. So, I, like I said, and that's why I said I think it's more so the players. Hubert Davis has done a good job with X's and O's, putting these guys in the right positions. But the players, you know, take, I would say about, I would say about 55% so, of the credit. So, so, do, so do you think Hubert Davis is still the right man for that job? Yes. Yes, I think he's proven himself. Yes, I, I, that's what I was going to say. He's proven himself because he's taken a mediocre-ish talented North Carolina team and gotten these guys to a Final Four where people thought they was going to lose to Baylor. He got them to peak at the right time. UCLA, and then yeah. people thought that you know St. Pete was going to run them off the floor. And each game, right. he's proven that he can coach. So I think he yeah. has been the right guy for the job. What round did last year? I'm, what'd you say, Brew? Did y'all lose in last year? Shit, we we was UK. We was one and done. We lost to Wisconsin <laughs> the first game. So he took almost the same team, and now y'all in the Final Four. Yeah, yeah right. College basketball was kind of down, but regardless, he's in the Final Four. Yeah. Well, well Dan, I got a question for you. Being a good fan, right time. do I mean do 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 you think John Schneier is the right choice for Duke? I do, and this is for the reason why he's been doing a lot of recruit. Recruiting for the last few years since Capel took that uh, Pittsburgh job. Also, he won a championship as a player. So it's like two positives. Do yeah, I think really Hubert Davis, though, first year to go to the Final Four? No, that's just honestly the luck of the It's team. a lot to ask for, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, North Carolina is peaking at the right time, whereas a team like Kentucky peaked in January, December. You know, they were playing their best ball early in the year, and after their injuries, they just never got back to what they were. They they were primed for an upset. You I can't believe I took them to the expect, final four. Ex especially if you have a coach that's not going to make any adjustments. Especially if you have a – I'm done. He's got to do something with that offense. Huber didn't get a team full of freshmen like any. Yeah. Right, right, right. Right. Yeah. Shire's going to get a whole new team next year because yeah. Paolo be gone, Mark Williams be gone. I mean, half your five is gone. He'll be gone. Yeah. yeah so, so yeah, man. Roach, so, what's Roach? It, He'll probably come back. It'll be a great matchup. So I got North Carolina Villanova in the championship game because you know what? Fuck all that. We going. We, <laughs> you know what? We gonna ride this thing on now, man. I'm happy we in the man. final four. Let's I'll go. Be, I'll be the last, I'll be the first to tell you I wasn't expecting this. So you know what we're here now, baby. You know what I'm saying? Hey, so next year Louisville can be in the final four. That's uh, enough. Right. That's, That's enough. Year. Yeah. Hey, hey, yes, we can. <laughs> Don't let him lie to you. We got Kenny. <laughs> we on the right track. Y'all the right track. Hey, it's no coincidence that on the Friday Kenny got announced on the head coach, Friday evening, like three or four or five star kids said, No, nah, I'm done. I'm a, i I want to decommit. But but you know what though, I, I will say this: Louisville is going to be a big time player in the transfer transfer portal coming up, especially with Kenny. Payne. college basketball, Kenny Payne's a good year. recruiter. So yeah, they, they look at players. look at look at Iowa State. Iowa State won two games last year. They were in the. Uh, did they go all the way to Sweet Sixteen or was it just? Yeah, uh, it was Sweet Sixteen. Sweet Sixteen. Okay, I think 
So, and they won two games last year. And, and the way college basketball set up, like the glorified free agency right now, it takes one year. One year to get your team back right. One year. Speak. Speaking of one year, Deshaun Watson sat out for one year of the NFL while he had to deal with his legal situation and carrying on. And then he recently just got traded to the Cleveland Browns out of nowhere because everybody thought it was the Falcons, the Saints, and whoever else. But the Browns came up said, nah, bro, we're going to give you this bag, and we want you to start off with Baker Mayfield. Big bag. So, Speaking of Baker Mayfield, what is next for the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield? Daniel, go ahead. You got this one first. Honestly, I think that the NFL, like I said, a lot of, I'd say probably 25% of owners still operate on a slave owner mentality. Hmm. He said he wanted to get out. They was like, well, pay all them chicks, 10 grand, get them to come forward, ruin this, you know, tarnish. They didn't expect him to be in another jersey so fast. Mm. I think that uh, even though that he didn't play last year, the NFL likes to be in control. They didn't deem those sanctions on him. So I think he will be suspended at least four games. Mm-hmm. Aside from the fact that Cleveland couldn't get a first-round pick, which I don't know why they thought they could, if they would have said second, they might have got rid of him. I think they don't plan to trade him till midseason, and the reason I think that is because they're going to need him for the first four games of the season because I think Deshaun will be suspended. Uh, after that, I don't know where he can go and start. I mean, the Broncos got a quarterback now. Yeah, don't even say Broncos, bro. Uh, everybody, we, we not on Baker. No, and, and don't even dare. Come <laughs> That's who I was gonna say, though. That's who I was gonna say. Send him to Philly. As a quarterback, <laughs> like send him to Philly. Quarterback, they got somebody that they're trying to see what they are. You know what I mean? So. I don't know what he's doing. He might do one of them timeshare backups. Like, we're trying to see what this guy is and give him four games and he don't play well, then they put Baker in. That's the only thing that I can see happening for him because Deshaun got that. Oh, hell yeah. That's a good point. Sean, what's your thoughts, man? What's next for the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield in that situation? I agree with Daniel. You're going to have to keep him for a little while. And then you're gonna have to cut them because mm. I mean there's there's no market for them. Nobody wants them. Why and you it? have already made it toxic and said we want a quarterback who's an adult. You already just called him childish. <laughs> so so <laughs> who, who around the way is gonna want to really no want trade for him and give up assets or just wait till he gets cut and then you can sign sign him if you if you think he's a even a bridge or just somebody to have on your roster, you could probably get them on the cheap. So I think probably by November, mid-November, he's going to be cut. Mm. So so he says cut. Bruce says he's going to be traded mid-season. Drew, what's your thoughts on Baker and what they should do with him? Or Browns and what they All should right. do with Baker? So uh, to piggyback off what Daniel and Sean said, I think Watson's going to get six games. So I think the smart or what they're trying to do right now is to keep him while they have to weather through that until they at least find out what the punishment is. Here's the problem that it's messy. As Sean said, it's gotten super messy. They're calling him childish. He wants out. You're not going to want to put a quarterback out there for four to six games, especially that long of a a quarter of your season or a little longer than your season. When he don't want to be there, uh, you're gonna have a James Harden in, in uh, Brooklyn situation. No offense, Daniel. Um, so 
<laughs> I'm not, we ain't got time for that today. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Um, so I, they're gonna have to cut him, Sean. You're or trade him. I'm sorry, not cut him, Sean. You're forgetting your number one rule, as we always talk about in the NFL. It is a quarterback-driven league. Um, there is somebody out there that will throw a fourth pick, like even Daniel said, a second probably would have got him gone. Um, now, like we've alluded to, there's not much of a market for a quarterback right now. Um, but I bet that Chicago would be willing to take a look at him. Uh, I would also say, let's see, there's, I would have said Houston, but they didn't get, they could have easily got him in the trade. So obviously they don't want him. They're cool with Davis Mills as quarterback. Um, so yeah, Indy's got their quarterback. Uh, it's hell no, he ain't coming there. Washington's good for this season, at least. Uh, Pittsburgh's got how about New Orleans? How about Carolina? That New Orleans, New Orleans just re signed Jameis to what 28 mil. So I New think Orleans. they do that. Carolina, yes, yeah, a two year deal from Sam Part last okay. week. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's I right. See they, that. I forgot about that. And, and I mean, in Carolina, he's not much of an upgrade from Sam Darnold. I, I mean, he's younger. Or actually, no, I think they came I in the same, the same year. So. Who about Seattle? Uh, they, they see Seattle probably be that, – that's probably his most potential landing spot. But from everything you hear from Pete Carroll now, granted, he was saying the same thing about Russell Wilson. They're ready to ride with Drew Locke. So, uh, Good luck. We'll, we'll see. Good luck. Uh, I bet after the picks that Seattle has acquired, it'd be nothing to them to throw a third, fourth, fifth, something over there to get him. But they're not going to – ain't nobody in their right mind going to give up the first for Baker Mayfield. Before before I let Ralph cook on this, if I'm a team, why am I trading you anything when I know you really don't want the guy any exactly. damn way? Like, I'm going to just exactly. wait this damn Wait it out. That's exactly what, what, what I was about to say. Scenario, worst case exactly scenario, we a bad team and we get a higher draft pick next year – Next following season any damn way you can get a quarterback so and then i don't need you <laughs> yeah so what what am i doing by trading you a first second third fourth hell even a fifth round pick for this guy like like sean said i'll just wait for you to cut him and then you know may the best team win but like y'all said nobody's checking for homie though so ain't, there's no more right. if if there wasn't a market for Odell Beckham Jr., then they're for damn sure ain't going to be a market right. for Baker, Baker Mayfield, who was the guy well, throwing Odell Beckham Jr. Was Baker on his wild. last year? Baker's on his last year of his deal. I and mean, this is last year of his rookie contract coming up. Right. So, so yeah, I'm not for sure. You know, he could just, and rather now. than cut him, they could just let him sit the bench and go go away in the offseason. So, so uh, again, it, it makes more sense. Like y'all saying, if Deshaun Watson is going to be suspended X amount of games, well, I might as well hold on to Baker. And if I'm the Browns management, I go to Baker or his representatives to say, hey, look, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Deshaun's going to be suspended for, let's just say hypothetically, the first six games. You ball out, we will trade you to where you want to go, but you need to give us this for six games. Therefore, it helps out everybody. So therefore, I don't think he can do it. But, and then but it gives you got to have a buyer. got to have a buyer. But they get hey. Baker more incentive to instead of pouting his way out of Cleveland, say, "All right, look, I'm gonna ball out these six games." So therefore, teams would be like, "Hold on, maybe he is good," and they'll take that chance and you know trade something for him. So it's got to be a win-win for everybody. Because Ralph, couple- I want to give you a good point, my dog, real quick. Your boy Dak did this. He caused this because Baker. If he was smart, that's not my dog. Not that Kansas City. Got my bad. He cost yeah. you a dinner. My bad, dog. Absolutely. My bad. Um, <laughs> Baker was riding high after they lost to the Chiefs that year. 
Mm-hmm. He, they offered him a good contract that mm-hmm. was above what his value is right now. Right. Mm-hmm. He You're thought right. he listened to his agent mm-hmm. and he thought if I go ball out this year, like we're expected to, I'm going to make Dak Prescott money. Mm. He, he took his chance. Backfire. Now look at him. And now yeah. look at him. That's what you get, boy. When, when betting on yourself goes wrong, but Ralph, go ahead. The floor is yours. Lamar you better listen. When betting on yourself listen. goes wrong. I mean, I think y'all kind of said it, bro. Uh, I've never been the biggest Baker Mayfield fan. I feel like he was a decent college quarterback. But as far as NFL quarterback, I definitely don't want him leading my franchise. Um, yeah, I've made it kind of clear, like, there's really no market for Baker Mayfield. If he was a decent quarterback, he's been a starting quarterback, somebody would have already tried to grab him. I would have already grabbed him. Um, what is the asking price for Baker Mayfield at this time? I don't even there's know. No there's no market. There's no market. So they can't be no asking so, price. So uh, at the and end of the day, nothing. what do you do? You either cut him or you just ride it out. And you know what I'm saying? Most teams are just going to wait and see what the Browns choose to do. But – I don't know what you do with Baker Mayfield at this point. I just don't see the potential in Baker Mayfield. Um, I think the ceiling's already there. Other people might feel differently, but I think the ceiling is already there with them. A lot of people have just said a little bit more talented Johnny Menzel is kind of what he's shown. So, um, honestly, if you ask me, I think he is a better quarterback than Sam Darnold. I think he is a better quarterback than Drew Locke. Um, So, as far as – as far as teams, I think the Carolina Panthers would be a good fit, and I do also think Seattle would be a good fit just because they don't have a quarterback um, and let Drew Locke be a backup or whatever type of trade they might want to do. Um, but honestly, don't know what you do with Baker at this point, bro. With no market, <laughs> what do you do? Let me give y'all a team real quick. New <laughs> York Giants. Even them, oh, maybe. I think please, Baker feels a better please. quarterback than Daniel Jones, so. Even please, the New York Giants. Please sign Baker Mayfield. Drew, I'm, I'm trying to give y'all what? two wins. I'm trying to give y'all what's two the, wins. What's man. the GM's name? Let's call him, dog. Hey, call Rick. Call Rick. Yeah. <laughs> get him on the phone right now. We need to get this deal done. I'll give them something. They can have something for me. Jalen ain't guaranteeing y'all no wins. You no, nah, they ain't. That. Hey, shoot. You better stop we that. Got if we put Wentz and Baker in the same division right. with – Wentz Good is Lord, it's, it'll be it'll be Philly versus Dallas. I got here. the Commanders against the Eagles. Ah, oh, you better stop it. I'm already, <laughs> I, hey, I'm already taking somebody's money over this. You want to get in on it too? I got the Commanders over oh, the Eagles. Please man. tell me you got the Commanders to take the division. I bet you a hundred dollars they ain't gonna win. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk we'll about it. Later. All right, all right, all right. Be in the hole, man. <laughs> no, I'm good. Hey, no, nah, but uh, I think he needs to go somewhere where. It's more pass happy because you really can't see what he is because he's playing in such a run heavy offense. That's true. Too. They gonna run the ball thirty times a game. He's only going. I mean, you don't get to get a rhythm. You know what I mean? Like they might run five times in a row before you pass. And yeah, my run, run game can be a quarterback's best friend. That's what I was going to say. Hey, he had, and he had four legit quarterback receivers. So Daniel, let me ask you quarterback. This. Are they running the ball because they don't trust him? But look at it like that. What he has some pretty. Pass- Tough running backs too. You got to football. When he won the Heisman, he threw like forty-eight touchdowns. Why mm-hmm. did he throw forty-eight mm-hmm. touchdowns? Because they was passing all. Oh uh, yeah, yeah for sure. Or yeah, but me, you can throw for thirty-five touchdowns to Oklahoma's offense. But what I'm saying is, for you to get what you thought you were getting when you drafted him, based on the numbers from Oklahoma, he has to go to an offense where he's passing a lot. That's true. Spread. Yeah, that's spread always like key. With, but dude, he with had, but he had Jarvis right Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., and David Njoku. 
And all pissed Hooper. all three of them off. Outside of and Hooper. Jarvis Landry. He be on the Rams roster this upcoming season. But speak, speaking of this upcoming season, Big Blue uh, Nation is divided right now on Coach Cal after their first <laughs> round exit to the St. Peter's Peacocks. Losing to them 105 to 17 in the first round. Yep, the 105 to 17. That's what so, it's so disrespectful, man. <laughs> the only play and Oscar Sheway scored all 17. They got Will Smith on them, huh? <laughs> so, I'm asking the the question: Does UK have a coach Cal issue? Sean, go ahead. You got the first one on this one, man. I think the UK fan base is getting tired of not making Final Four runs. Mm. But, look, I think Carolina went through this. I think Duke went through it. I think Louisville just went through it. If if you get rid of Coach Cal, who are you going to get? You're not getting Kenny Payne now. We don't want him. Who are you? Yo, you don't, don't want him now? Shush, you ain't getting him. You're not <laughs> getting him. Not. Kenny Payne won those games. <laughs> But mm. a year ago, or two, or, or three, four years ago, you asked Kentucky fans who did they want after Cal. Everybody said Kenny Payne. But now he's off the table. Who are you going to get? Mark Drinking Few's not leaving. Apparently, Carolina called Mark Few, and he's like, "No, I'm good." Jay Rice not leaving Villanova. Maybe, maybe. His wife. No, maybe his wife. No, he ain't. He's with, not leaving I promise Villanova. You, his wife makes over a million dollars in Philly. He ain't, he ain't leaving Philly. Now she got enough you money to get him a private jet back and forth. They offered him to coach the Sixers, and he said, "No, nah, I'm cool." I mean, I mean, I mean, serious question: Who, who's out there that you can say Shush, can take over one of these blue bloods? I don't know, man. Exactly. Jeez, you're just talking to a frustrated fan. <laughs> so no, I, I don't think Cal's going anywhere. Eric Musselman, because right now there's not a better option. Eric mm. Musselman, <clears throat> there ain't a there ain't a better option. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go ahead and get mine real quick. And Daniel, you probably gonna relate to this a little bit. What I'm about to say is, why are y'all so like? I, I I don't get the frustration with Cal, right? Because the people who are complaining now. Were y'all complaining in 2012 when he got y'all a chip with being one and done? So don't, don't cry and complain now about how players are one and done. And it's a, I'm tired of Coach Cal and his players' first system. No, y'all was celebrating that players' first system in 2012 when y'all won it. So be happy that y'all got the coach now that still brings those type of players it's in It's Janet Jackson syndrome. What have you done for me lately? And, but, but the thing <laughs> is, is that Coach Cal, Coach Cal got so much game, he got big blue nations convinced that he's this great coach so much that they gave him a lifetime contract. Yeah. So do y'all think Coach Cal gives a shit about leaving, about losing the first round exit? He don't mm-hmm. give a damn, because guess what? In order to get rid of that man, you're going to have to play a whole lot hey, of money. Me. So hey, what me. Hey, me. Like $48 million buyout? So, yes, so, it's crazy, so he, He's good either way it goes. And here's my other problem with UK fan base. If you're a great coach, You've coached long enough to where you're going to have some bad tournament losses on your resume. Daniel, you can speak to this. When y'all lost to Lehigh Mercer, was they saying fire Coach K? Hell no. It was just some horrible-ass tournament losses. But the moment UK loses, we got to get Cal out of here. It's like, damn, like all great, coaches, different. all great coaches go through this. Like you're going to have some bad tournament losses on your resume. Coach K, Roy Williams, uh, Jim Bayheim, who, who Tom Enzo. Uh, think, think about it like this, BBN. 
real quick before I turn it over to Ralph. Virginia was the only number one seed to ever lose to a 16-ranked team. What they do the next season? Won the goddamn title. They didn't say let's fire the coach. They didn't say let's let's turn over the program. They came right back and, and won a national championship the very next damn year. I ain't saying UK gonna do that because y'all got at least 10 more years for y'all winning chip because y'all are trash, but that's neither here nor there right now. All I'm saying is y'all made this bad BBN. You gotta lay in it, bro. It is what it is. But Brew, what's your thoughts on it, big bro? I mean, similar to what you said, and I think this is the difference though. UK was picked to be a Final Four team by even a lot of analysts and, of course, fans. Coach K has some horrible losses. I'm trying to think of anybody else. Virginia. Virginia was a one seed, so yeah. it was at least expected to be 16. Duke's horrible losses wasn't with teams that were predicted to go to the Final Four, so that's why it also wasn't as bad. Like, that, that team with Austin Rivers and Mason Plumlee was a weak team to me. I think it was a hell of a coaching guy, job by Coach K to even get them to a two seed because that team was – I had no confidence. When we played teams like North Carolina, Florida State, that was good then, I didn't know if we had a chance to win or not. That team was weak. Cal had a team that if he coached them right, they should have been in the Final Four. I don't like Severe Willard, but everybody else on the team was solid. Uh, so – I don't. I think they kind of fucked themselves by giving them a lifetime contract, which technically it's not a lifetime contract. The actual coaching part was a ten years, which means he technically would have seven years left. Well, 2022 would be a third year, so he would have eight seasons left. The buyout would be like fifty-six million, and it would decrease around six million every year for the next eight years. So they would waste hundreds of million dollars to get rid of him. So that's dumb. So they're kind of stuck with them because. It was a 10-year coaching deal, and then he got to get something like sports athletic, not athletic director, but he was like sports something in the office. So he moves up into the administration. The option. Yeah, he was something in the administration. I don't think they have an option. I think there's a few coaches out there that could replace him. But like you said, five years ago when I said UK cares more about celebrating draft picks than they do hanging banners, it was fine. They still was happy with Cal. Yay, we got Cal. Now mm-hmm. They want to get rid of the man. It's still the same thing. Y'all still gonna have three, two of the high draft picks, or <laughs> you know, celebrate that. That's how I feel about it. Hey, I mean, there it is. And Adam can say can't say all of BBN. You're right, Adam. I I don't mean all of BBN, but it's a large pocket of BBN people who are upset with Cal, but. Y'all was celebrating the same 2012 championship with these same type of players, so you can't you can't have it both ways, BBN. You can't have it all, bro. Drew, what's your thoughts, man? Before I let Ralph go, because I know he got a lot to say on this topic. He just by the way he's holding his hand over his mouth. <laughs> he's uh, trying to console it. He's trying to keep everything listen, in. BBN, Adam Kent, the rest of y'all, listen to me. I'm gonna tell y'all something. My daddy told me a long time ago: Do not look a gift horse in the mouth. All right. Basically, what we're saying is <laughs> kind of what everybody else alluded off to. But you ain't never heard that, Ralph. No. It's, it's an old people saying. And what he's saying is, is, is kind of what everybody else is alluded to. What, what are y'all going to get? What is out there? Yes, you can get some young and up and coming coach. But as far as track records, as far as the kind of players y'all going to bring in, there's not really anybody. Now, I will say this. I've seen the seven-year comparison that was getting thrown around for weeks between him and Tubby 
um, afterwards. That is my thing. I used to cut Paul Miller's yard back in the day. I think I've told y'all that before. Um, I've seen the for sale signs that was in Tubby Smith's yard. Their yard backed up to each other out there. Um, so I just, I think it's, it's hypocritical. Uh, uh, the difference you see in some of the fan base, cause they're split right now. There's a big divide. Half of UK's fan base thinks it's time for him to go. They've had enough of his act. And the other half is kind of saying a little bit of what I'm saying. And it's, you're not going to get much better. You just need to calm down. Um, national championships are not easy to win. You've got to go on a seven game win streak. Um, yeah, you, the SEC has probably been the best it's been in a while, but uh, the stat that I heard the other day, it's been years or a decade or so since a team who has won a conference tournament title won the national team. You think about that. You've got to win at the very most or at the very least 10 games in a row against good teams. You're not just playing Gardner Webb and, and Transy. You're playing Tennessee, Arkansas, Duke. Yeah, all in a row. Um, now, this year they ran into St. Peter's. I think it should ease UK's fans a lot more that they went on the run they did. If St. Peter's would have turned around and lost to Murray State, they might have had a little more of a gripe and complaint. But obviously, St. Peter's was a well-coached team. What wins you games in the tournament is guard play. They had four of the best guards in the tournament. Um, I think, honestly, I know other teams are getting attention, but if you're paying attention to what these Duke guards are doing right now, you're seeing why Duke's winning these games. These guards are controlling the game from the tip to finish. Every game, Duke's had a little short run where it's like they weren't ready. Their nerves are getting going. K calls a timeout. Next thing you know, that little lead that the team's built out is gone. But back onto the subject. hand, Yeah, that's coaching right there. That is the difference between what Duke has and what Duke is losing and what UK has. Cal is more of a player's guy. He's not an authoritarian. He's not going to call a timeout and chew your ass for mission and defensive assignment. He's just going to put your ass on the bench and tell you why. Just like I noticed he did with Grady a lot in that game that he should have been doing more all year long. I don't know what Grady's problem is, but if you put a hand in that kid's face, he was scared. You just had to get near him, and he was scared to shoot. Exactly. Best shooter on the team, and that is always Cal's problem. He needs to get a shot doctor uh, a shot coach, something in there that can help these kids because every year their problem is, is they fizzle out because they cannot hit jumpers in the time. Ever since they lost the Harrison twins, they don't have a clutch a guard that can hit clutch shots when it comes down time to win a ball game. They've got I a big also, dude. Go ahead, Sean. I also heard another coach say when you scout Kentucky, you don't have to prepare for a lot of sets. You don't. He they don't run. He's a player's coach. He's, he's a well, player's he, coach. He, he, he relies on his basketball players just time. being better than yours. Right. You know, and, and making plays they at can, the rim. get to the basket. And, and get to the basket. He just resigned. He's going to be more athletic and just got better basketball players. He, and that made sense when we were getting players like John Wall. That made sense when we had a platoon players. team. We don't have those same talented players on our team. Tata was I'm uh, go ahead and finish. I'm fine. No, keep going, Ralph. You're good. You're good. See, see, that's the problem between Coach Cal and other great coaches. Other great coaches adjust their teams to the mm-hmm. players. Coach Cal has one system, one way, mm-hmm. regardless of what players are coming in and out of UK. It's, it's one system, mind. one way. What versus these other great coaches, they look at their roster and they conduct the team and the, the type of style that they're gonna play based on their personnel 
And that's what makes them great coaches. Coach Cal's like, same offense, run it again, run it again. Or Ralph, we call it timeout. You can draw up something to get your bucket. Ralph, floor is yours, man. Talk, about, talk to us about your UK Wildcats, man. Oh, my turn. Okay. So you guys make all great points. But it's something Q says all the time. Damn all that. <laughs> I was about to I'm send out God. a mass text to all y'all after we lost to St. Peter's. Like, hey, y'all busy? We about to go move Coach Cal out of Lexus. <laughs> it's good. Um, honestly, man, there is trouble in paradise. But like all of y'all have alluded to, what are you going to do? Who are you going to hire next? How are you going to pay all that money to Coach Cal? And still be able to hire a legit coach. So there is trouble in paradise because 10 years ago, we won a championship. That's 10 years ago. We're, we're 10 years later and talent to me is getting worse than it was at that point when we won the championship. Um, again, as all y'all have alluded to, Coach Cal is not a coach. Hot Dog says it all the time. He's a salesman. He's a player's coach. Hey, man, I love that you get along with your players. I love that you want to establish great relationships with, with, with your players. But that is not going to win us championships. That is not going to win us the crucial games when, when we need to make a play, when we need to draw up a play. Um, I'm like, y'all, I think if he doesn't want to be a coach, hire an assistant coach that can do the X's and O's, that can draw up the play that's needed in the crucial moments. Um. I'm frustrated with Cal, but I, at this point, I don't say just go out and get rid of him um, okay. as much as I want to. I mean, you can't just get rid of somebody because you, you can't. Where, where do you go next? You, you and if where you go next is going to be worse than what you currently have, Brad, the use? they go going to Brad next. And, and, and back to the, to the point y'all was making is that there's no up and coming coach where you can say, okay, that's it. I can see, like when Coach Cal came along, he wasn't up and coming, but he's already had UMass success. Um, he was assistant coach at, at, at uh, the 76ers at the time. Like he was at Memphis as well, had success there. So you could see, okay, this guy can get recruits. He can, he can, he can, we can win with this guy. So you can see that all of the dinosaurs that we grew up watching are slowly being phased out of the game Absolutely. as far as coaches are concerned. Absolutely, bro. Cal's next. There's no middle age coach that's like taking over. Well, middle age coaches taking over. Well, I say Jay Wright. I take that back. Jay Wright is probably the only coach that comes to mind that is at an elite level, but still young enough to where he still got at least 15 more years. 10 good more years. I think he should spend about seven of those in Lexington. I mean, and, and you still got Mark Few, but nobody believes that he can win a title. So nobody's really that high on Mark Few like that. So to me, Jay Wright's the only guy that can really do anything Replace for you. Yep. And I don't see him leaving Villanova. Brad Stevens is coming out of Boston's front office. He keep on saying Brad Stevens, man. Come on, speak it into existence, Drew. Hey, he, he ain't coming out of nah, – I know. He's, he's in a good position in Boston, man. Boston's looking good. Stevens ain't going nowhere. Stevens ain't going nowhere. Speaking he, of Brad Stevens and the Boston Celtics, last topic of the day. The Brooklyn Nets got they got Kyrie make them dance Irving back full time as the mandate has been lifted. Funny how it all of a sudden got lifted as soon as the baseball lockout ended. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> so 
So anyway, come on, just, LeBron, chill out. No, nah, I'm just saying, like, I'm just if, saying, if that was the case, y'all should have just lifted the mandate to begin with. Like, why the hell y'all? Wait? But anyways, um, so the the Brooklyn that's recently, I mean, nine as of seed. right now, set as the nine seed. Uh, like y'all alluded to, the Boston crazy, Celtics bro. have been the best team since the All-Star break as they are now sitting in first place in the East. The Miami Heat on a little slide as they are four and six in their last 10 games, which has caused some people to think that they are ducking and dodging the Brooklyn Nets. So with Kyrie now being full-time, are the top teams in the East scared of the Nets? Sean, I'll let you go ahead and cook first on this one. Wouldn't I mean? Wouldn't you be? Nope. What? <laughs> what? Would you be? I mean, look, I, I I don't watch a lot of NBA into the playoffs. So you, you mean y'all know a lot more about this than me. But if I got to see KD and Kyrie in the first round, yeah, I think I'd be a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's an honest assessment right there, Ralph. Are the top teams in the East? You know, Brooklyn sitting at nine. They are. Tied with, with the Hornets for eighth place. Um, they currently you see are two games behind the Cavs for the seventh seed, three games behind the Raptors for the sixth, so forth and so on. So are the top teams in the East scared of the Brooklyn Nets right now? No disrespect, Drew, because uh I'm not I don't ride with the Nets like you, but I'm a huge KD fan. Uh so I'm right there with you. But the answer to my question is no. Mm. Why, why why are they going to be scared of the Nets just because Kyrie can play? Mm. That how you I, mean, I mean, no disrespect. I mean, I know Kyrie's a great player. KD's a great player. But, I mean, I don't – I mean, you might not want to play those two people in the first round, but I don't know, man. I just don't think it's that much of a threat, man. They, they still have a team around them that I don't trust. You got Katie, you got Kyrie, and you got everybody else. So I don't think it add much of a threat. Good luck to Kyrie. I'm glad that Kyrie gets to play. I, you know, I, I can't. You can't force a man to take a shot. So I'm glad that he didn't have to take a shot in order to play. So I do like that. But I just my answer is no. So before before I let Brew and, and and Drew cook on this, I feel like they got a lot to say. You know, they on opposite ends right now, and as as James Harden's now for the 76ers, and Drew's got you know KD and Kyrie for the Brooklyn Nets. So oh, the top, said, four, top, top four seeds is as of right now today: Celtics one, Miami two, Milwaukee three, 76ers four. Um, the only team I feel like is not scared of the 76ers is Milwaukee. Everybody else I feel like might be a little scared of the, of the Brooklyn Nets. Um, especially I'm sorry. The 76ers are scared to death of the Brooklyn Nets. They are, man. They are scared to death of the Brooklyn Nets. What day you talk, man? I can't handle this. (laughs) You you seem unbothered. (laughs) So, so, so the top teams, no one particular team that's not afraid of them is, is, is the Milwaukee Bucks because I feel like they're like, okay, yeah, James Harden was hobbled. KD, I mean, uh, Kyrie got injured, but we still was able to beat them. And a lot of people don't believe that their title was as significant because they didn't play a fully healthy uh, Brooklyn Nets team. So I think the Milwaukee Bucks actually do want to see the, the Brooklyn Nets for real, for real, just so they can prove people wrong and, and try to beat them to prove a point. But as far as everybody, the Miami Heat, I would say they, they scared because the Miami Heat are good defensively. 
But if it comes into a scoring match, they ain't got nobody who can put up 30-plus per game every night to compete with KD and Kyrie. So they already know they out of it. Brooke, the Boston Celtics, they don't have enough firepower. Yes, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have been playing great since the All-Star break, and they've been very, very good defensively. But as we've seen in the playoffs, the Boston Celtics always come up short the past couple of years. The Philadelphia 76ers, they got James Harden and Doc Rivers. Say no more about that. So, to me, only team that ain't spirited is they don't have Joel Embiid. Who's that? Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. okay. Who, who's that? Whoa. Who's that? I, I'm, Did he say something about LeBron's mom or something? Why are you? No, nah, I'm just guy? y'all. Tell me when <laughs> Joel Embiid does something in the playoffs because okay. didn't they get beat by the Atlanta Hawks? Who's getting hot in here? Didn't, didn't they get beat by the Atlanta Hawks? He bought this year. No, last playoffs in the playoffs. Why are we playoffs? talking about last year? I will kept, has the playoffs started this year yet? Why, why, why are you acting like Skip? Stop it! <laughs> I'm just Stop saying. Joel, Joe, when when it was when it was superstar versus superstar, Joel versus Trey, because Ben Simmons was a no show, so we ain't even going to exclude him. Superstar versus superstar. How did how did that turn out? So because year? of last year, Joel can't do anything in this year's playoffs. Okay. What about the year before that? What did Joel Embiid do? You keep going back to the past. We talk about the present. Well, what has the playoffs started, Ralph? Why are we basing everything off the past? I don't get what 2021 has to do with 2022. I'm okay. confused. So, so, so what this season shows you that Joel Embiid is ready to take that next step and get the 76 to the Eastern Conference Finals? Please tell me. Let me know because I ain't seen well, shit. Well, what we first have to do is allow the games to be played and then we can uh, make that determination. But I'm confused. Did he say something about LeBron? So let me let me I'm look confused. at these. Why I'm are you, confused. Why are you so, taking so, so, so if the 76ers are that good, why are they in the fourth seed? Because they're if, not five in their last 14 games. Well, we want to talk about the fourth seed, but Showboy might not even make playoffs. Hold but, on, let me look. Let, but, let me but look. We, can, we, can, we, can, we can continue on. Let me look at the box. We're going to talk about the past. LeBron made, the he won a championship in, in the, the bubble, East. right? Scared of the Nets. What the hell this got to do with LeBron? Because I want to know why you was taking personal <laughs> shots and Embiid. You take it. Only time I know you get personal is when somebody says LeBron. So I so just I, was wondering. I, I'm trying to figure I just out was wondering. How, how did the Joel Embiid okay. topic become LeBron James? I, did, I, I just, I, I, you know, I was, just, the, I was the, kidding the a little bit. Trash. We've established that two months ago. I'm just wondering why you taking personal shots and Embiid about last year. Day. Last uh, year, and me was trash. Last year, you talking about them? Okay, so I'll put it to you like this: You are only as good as your last playoff series. How do wow. you do? Yes, sir. You're right. Continue on. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm confused. So, <laughs> I'm so confused. Daniel, your 76ers are te- are the top teams in the East afraid of the Brooklyn Nets now that Kyrie's playing full time. First things first. Let's make this clear. I am not a 76ers fan. I honestly, when he first said he would like to go to Brooklyn or the 76ers, I didn't understand the move outside of Daryl Moore. Um, I do like Joel Embiid. You can go back about five years. I used to say that uh, used to say that uh, Embiid was the best big man in the league over Carl Anthony Towns. Mm. Uh, but oh, I think right now they're trying to find out their chemistry. Some of their players have been in that lineup. I think they need to play Cork Smiles more. When yeah, he Cork Smiles came in, scored 18. Shake Milton had 20. Um, 
I think they're trying to find their chemistry because now it knocks Tobias Harris down to that third option, and he just can't be consistent to save his life. It seems like he's finding a little bit of consistency now that they've been together for about 10 games. He had 12 the game before last. The last game he had 18. So I don't think they're scared. I I, def, I said the Bucks were going to come out of the East anyway. I've already said that. Once they added uh, Ibaka, I felt like they're too versatile. They got three good guards. Then they got three good versatile bigs. They're definitely not scared. I think the only way the Nets can match up with the Bucks is if Ben Simmons comes back in basketball shape. Because if not, hell, Drummond can't do nothing. Is he going to play? Well, I don't think he is. I, I, don't think he, I don't think he's. I think he's done for the season. I do too. But uh, Drummond can't handle Giannis. Kevin Durant damn sure can't. <laughs> then you got then you got Bobby Portis averaging sixteen a game. I just don't see them. The only team I think that's worried, honestly, is Miami. Yeah, I said Miami's team wasn't that good two years ago. I mean, they're good enough to win games. Like, I played Charlotte tonight. I played the Knicks today. But when you play in Brooklyn every night or you mm -hmm. play every night, nah. Uh, and question, because I, I didn't look this up yet. So if you are in the 10th seed, because I think they were changing the playoff format, if you're in the 10th seed, is there two playing games, or is it just still the eight nine? Just the eight nine. It's two playing games because remember when they when they started it, the the Golden State Warriors played the Lakers, right? And then Golden State lost, and then they had to play Memphis, and then the winner of those two got the last spot. But see, they said it was a one year thing for that because last year it was just the Lakers and Warriors, and they. That's what I thought too. Yeah, I could have I could have swore the Golden State Warriors played the the Grizzlies last year. Hey, Memphis played somebody. Yeah, um, first. Who was yeah, the 10 seed last year? I don't remember them playing the Warriors, though. That's so the, okay. The That's seven, not eight, what it is. The 7-8 and the 9-10 play, and the winners meet. And, and whoever – or I'm sorry, the loser meets the winner of the 9-10. The loser oh. of the 7-8 meets the winner of the 9-10. I promise you. I thought it was the AC. So you got the AC is what it is. So the 9-10 and 10 play each other, and the winner of the 9-10 and 10 play the AC. Yeah, the and then the eight. winner of that whoever game. wins that seven eight game oh, gets the seven, right? And then so if you're the eight seed, you got two chances, but if you're the ninth or tenth seed, you got one shot basically. You can't lose, right. you can't lose a game. Right. You can lose a game if you're the seven or eight because so then you'll play the winner play of the nine Hawks. ten. The Brooklyn can play the Hawks in the first playing game and not get beat. Yeah, so that's why another reason it's it's too much up in the air right now because nobody saw. I kind of saw it, but in the group we in, we got some Kyrie and KD heads. That's all they love. Oh, Here we go. Charlotte, <laughs> if Charlotte made a run, I could see them passing Brooklyn, and they ended up doing it because they were like four games behind, but I was like, eh, there's still 20 games left, so I think they can catch them, and they did. I don't know if it stays like that, but the Nets definitely have some more L's coming up. Forward. But, uh, that was a fluke ass lot. They barely lost last night. That's just Katie and Kyrie couldn't hit water. They fell out of a damn boat. Oh, man. They hey, shouldn't man. have lost that game. That was a bad loss. I'll give it to them, but they couldn't hit Bryce out of a barn last night. They got to get ready to go to Atlanta, too. That's probably going to be a That's hit. not – them two being off is not I, – I, I would put $100 down. They both don't have an off night at the same he, time again. He rides for his guys. 
He uh, rides for his guy. And then, as, and if they make it to a seven game series, don't nobody want to see him because there's not anybody in the East that can beat them four games out of seven. Not, yes, it not, is. And if Ben comes back, if Ben comes back, and all he he can literally not score, play defense, and help run the offense. That's all he's got to do. And he's a better Bruce Brown. He's a better. Yeah, I gotta, you got to put some more respect on Boston, man. Boston's Boston, legit, man. They Boston are. Boston will give them problems. Boston will give them problems, as they already have. They were full strength besides Ben last time they played Boston, and Jason Tatum dropped 50 points on. Their problem is defense. The Nets have to figure out an identity defensively in this last week of the season, and that's why they won't win it this year. I'm telling you right now, they're not going to win it this year. Yeah, I got Nets in five up, blah, 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 and I'm going to talk my shit the rest of the season <laughs> and tell you they're going to win it all. But realistically, because of the timing of all this, I don't know what's wrong with Bacchiotomy, boy. Um, y'all know how I felt about the trade. I've come around on it because Drummond and Curry give us two needs that we absolutely needed in rebounding um, and another shooter with Joe Harris being done for the year. If Ben comes back and can give us – Rebounding and defense. That's all we rebounding defense and help run the offense. They might have a chance, but Who there's is not Ben time. Simmons, bro. Drew, Drew, Drew. Ben Simmons comes back. You change your mind, y'all going to the finals. Time. Okay. Now next year, next year, when they've got a whole offseason to do this. If you've been listening to KD and Kyrie here lately, it's almost like they've reserved to the fact too that if they're gonna win it this year, it's an uphill battle. And that what they're really trying to do is get, you know, everything together. You can't build chemistry, championship chemistry in a week. It's impossible. And Ben would have had to, I thought Ben would have been back Sunday. I still got a sneaky suspicion. You're going to get an update here in the next day or two (laughs) that he is cleared. He's ready to go and he'll be playing the very next game. It's wishful thinking partially. I I want to see what he's got. That's how that is. I just I, when Kyrie, when the mandate came down, that's what made me think it because of the, the the mood when they dropped that mandate, the mood in the Sixers, you know, with on their Twitter and everything on that, had been damn that mandate, blah blah blah. As soon as that mandate flipped, everything dropped and switched from. Now they're talking about Ben. Now they're updating on Ben every freaking three hours. Uh, he got a, a epidural. Um and all that extra stuff that he's done with his back. Yeah, so maybe. and now and, and then he traveled. Like, yeah, he had an epidural, the same thing my wife got before we had our child. <laughs> because of his back, he needs the backyotomy, whatever. Well, I'm a I'm a believe him. I'm a quit dogging him because I gotta cheer for him now anyway. Ain't it hard to believe but, uh, though, Drew? I know you a fan. Yeah, oh bro. Just some Mello of the stuff that comes out of his camp, I just don't believe. It. I'm like, where do y'all come I, up with this? He's a bro. I know that I'm slighting a LeBron guy, but Rich Paul, as as much good as he's done for uh, players in the yeah. NBA, he is hurting the game yeah. of basketball. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is my honest opinion on him. Yeah. He's great for well, the players, the but he's for next hurting week. the game. Yeah, there you go. It is. Um, it is next week. As far as the six, so yeah, Ben comes back, gives us anything I like us to get to at least the Eastern Conference Finals. Wow. I think we're getting to the Eastern Conference Finals regardless. I, look, they, they beat the shit out of um, what? Uh, Miami just the other night. They just smacked Miami around. The The only team they haven't smacked around that's, that's one of the top teams lately is Boston. They smacked around Milwaukee the last time they played them with just Kyrie. There was no KD. Just Kyrie smacked them, and all they were missing was Brooke Lopez. 
Okay, that you That's saw what they line. did to Philly. You saw what they did to Philly. All right, I don't. We don't need to keep going with that one. Okay, and then if you, <laughs> Miami, Miami's a train wreck right now. Now Just they are. There, I would be surprised if Miami doesn't slip down to that four seed where Philly's at currently, just because they're not getting along in the locker room. They're not getting along in the locker room, and they're scared, scared to death. Because, like Q alluded to, they have not one person that can go shot for shot with Kyrie or Kyrie. Or with Kyrie I just don't like the term that y'all use. They not scared. They, it's, they're not scared. Okay, they they're, not they're, not, play they're not. They're not scared. They're not scared, bro. They're okay, scared. you're right. Scared is too. too an too awful funny, funny time to play their worst basketball of the season. An awful funny time to pick their to pick. How, how about concern? What about concern? Ralph? I like concern. I like concern. <laughs> Miami is weak. <laughs> nobody that you can consistently go through. Yeah, yeah. Weak. As far as the Sixers, I think. I think that James Harden went there a little late because it's yeah. almost like he's like, I don't want to shoot too much because I want to make sure Joel Embiid falls. I'm already endorsing him as the MVP. We got to get Maxi involved because he's our best scorer besides me and Embiid. Mm-hmm. Like, he's somewhere caught in the middle like, yeah, I can pass, 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 pass. I can still get like 23, 24 points. But that 30 point guy, the way he's playing, he's got to just go out there and get his. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Still, that 30 point guy, they've been talking about that a lot lately. Like on first take, I even heard him doing it on uh, uh, Colin, Colin Coward show and everything. Do you think that he's still that guy that can go out and get you 35 a night? If you Absolutely. Look at it like he's sitting there. A lot of these games where he's not scoring a lot of points. He's only going out there and shooting like 12 shots, which lets you know he's being passive. Because in Houston, it was cool if he took 26 shots. He's going out here and you can – he can go a whole force – even Doc Rivers said it. He can go a whole force quarter and just pass to everybody. And Doc Rivers is like, man, you got to be more aggressive. Yep. He's like, I don't want to come over here and just take over this team. This is Joel Embiid's team. And that's just I, I, don't, I don't think James Harden cares for real about that like he did in Houston. I, mm-hmm. I think he's more so like like Daniel just alluded to. What? How, how can I just fit in? Like, where do I where do I belong? Like, what y'all need from me? Instead of in Houston, he was the man. Everything was about James Harden. He goes to Brooklyn. Okay, and then it's about Harden, KD, and Kyrie. How do I fit in? How, where where do I stand in this? He gets traded. He goes to to 76ers. Like you said, and then he's like, okay, Tyrese Maxey is cooking this year. Joel Embiid is on the MVP arc. Where do I fit in? What what do I do? I can't just come in and start taking 25 shots when these dudes, it's their team. I can't come in and do that. So where do I fit in? So the the 30-point-per-game guy, I think he's gone, but not because he can't, but just because he's just trying to figure out where he fits in with the team. Okay. When's the last time y'all seen Harden dunk? That's what I was going to say. I think he needs to. When's the last time somebody drove that lane and seen him dunk? I haven't seen him dunk since last year for the Nets. I feel like I have dunk he did this year. That's the last dunk I seen him do. That put back dunk where he did the ah, done. <laughs> that's the last time I seen him dunk. I think no. something really is wrong with his hamstring. He might need offseason surgery. You can't keep on having hamstring problems for over a year. You need to just have it. Ooh, ever since the play, I mean, ever since he popped it in the well, actually, hell, if you go back to the beginning of last year when he came uh to Brooklyn, he was out a little bit then with his hamstring. His hamstring's been an mm-hmm. off-current problem for like two years now. Yeah. Hey, that's what comes with age, man. Your body starts breaking down. You can't you can't move like you used to. You ain't a young man no more. Once you, oh. you 
You hit that 30 mark, hey, them bones, you know, they start to they they talk to you Jerry a little bit. A long time ago. Yeah. The only thing I'm gonna say healthy, is, I think that's part of it. He don't want to, you know, push off too hard and pop it. Now he's done yeah. for the year. One thing I want to say about James Harden, will like, will that be at the Sixers, the Sixers demise with him not being a 30-point scorer? Because I think in order for the Sixers to be successful and go far in the playoffs, he's gonna have to be a 25 to 30 point a game score. Like he has to. So I'll say this real quick. I'll say this real quick. I'll I'll let Drew. It all depends on how the flow of the game is going. If they don't say, if they're if they not, if they if he's getting his 30 within the flow of the game and then the fourth quarter comes and they need him to get 30, like say if he got 22 heading into the fourth quarter, he can get you that 30-35. But if he's like 17-15 going in the fourth quarter and y'all struggling to score, it's like okay, James Harden, get us some buckets. His rhythm ain't gonna be there, but like I mean from start to finish because I believe that the pass of James Harden won't allow the Sixers to be as successful as they need to be in the playoffs. He has to be aggressive. Well, then it he depends. Need, on they the need the twenty-five to thirty, and it, you gotta look at it too. Look at James Harden record in the playoffs. Look at Doc Rivers' playoffs. I mean, record in the playoffs. They both have something to prove, bro. I, I think that he has to be that aggressive guy. You only got so many chances at this, so You're I think right. he just has to be that guy, man. You, he, he has to be, but the thing is, is James Harden at that level where he's like, because like like Daniel just said, he came over too late. Yeah. Like, do Ooh. you feel like you're alienating your teammates by saying, I'm MVP James Harden, you know, Joel Embiid is doing his thing, it needs to be me and him this series, y'all guys do what y'all do, Tobias Harris, you give us your 10 to 12, uh, Tyrese Maxey, you give us your 10 to 12, me and him, like, he, he can't oh, came he over. Did. You need... Mean- Maxi, you need Maxi to be like this. Is what you need. You need Joel to be the average about thirty. You need yeah. Joel Harden at twenty-five point six. Yeah, absolutely. That has to be cool with them getting that combining for that six points and saying, "Yeah, Maxi's up. He's falling. If he can get twenty-five in the floor of the game, cool. But for real, for real, we just need Maxi to get like seventeen. Yeah, yeah. We just need guys to get like fourteen. We just need somebody else to get ten. I'll put it it like this. Regular season, 30-point per game, James Harden's gone. But playoff series, 30-point per game, James Harden, he can do that. Yeah. He has has to do that. He's going to need to. He has to. He has to. to. When it comes to the the Milwaukee Bucks and, of course, the Brooklyn Nets, I think they'll be fine against the Miami Heat, Uh, Boston Celtics. Those are the three teams he has to have 25 to 30. Boston, Milwaukee, and Brooklyn. He has to get if, – if he don't get close to 30, they get swept. They, they, they get swept. The, not just the dunks. When's the last time y'all seen James Harden do his patent at Euro stuff? I know, bro. It's, yeah. yeah. He hasn't played the same all year, man. And, but see, again, that goes back to – he can't push off on that hamstring. Yeah. Once He's you go afraid to, to hurt. Opposite, once you go to that opposite leg for the Euro, you know what I'm saying, you got to push off. And I, I just don't think he got the power to do that. Or, or if he does, he just don't trust it. Like maybe the medical staff has told him you're good, but us being players, we know our bodies, and he's still like, nah, yeah, yeah, like nah, this this shit still don't feel right, bro. This shit still don't feel right. But man, go ahead, go ahead, Drew. Yeah, he's got to, he's just got to read what the team needs on that night. I mean, you're gonna have certain nights. Maxie's a second year player, so he's gonna have off nights, you know. And then you've got Embiid, who I mean, he's a post player. Yeah, he plays out on the perimeter a lot. But he's going to have off nights. And what James is going to have to decide or or realize or whatever is when those dudes ain't doing it or they get on the road, when your role players don't normally produce is on the road, 
you've got to be that Houston James Harden. Be the spark, you've got man. to go get the them spark. a 35-point game to win them, to, to win, to go where they want to go. He's got to pull it out. He don't got to pull it out every night, but he's got to read the room and know the nights he does have to pull it out. Hey, and on that I, note, we go in the show hold on, right hold there. On. I got a quick hitter for y'all, just real go ahead, quick. Go ahead. Jimmy Bola, Udonis Haslam, who y'all got? <laughs> UD. <Udonis. laughs> <laughs> I used to ride for Jimmy. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Hey, Udonis made Jimmy look real little. I'm like, Jimmy, I thought you was a dog. You was looking real soft. But anyway, that's what Udonis is 6'9, man. I know. I get it. I get it. You got pick and choose your battles. Hey, but Udonis see, was going to Ving Rains and he's going to look like baby boy. The, the thing about UD is that it's, it's the quiet ones like, bro, like, don't don't yeah. get it twisted, fam. Like, you right. know, you, you know, this is my city and you know what I do around here. Like, don't right. don't get it twisted, fam. You just right. got here. I, I just want to know what Butler said to Spolstra. Yeah, I do too. It got, his rea- it got Haslam's reaction oh, right yeah. away. Oh, yeah. what Immediately. Did say to him? Immediately, bro. Disrespected family. <laughs> and what what did he do? What did he do, Sean? He took up for his family. He said, "I'm gonna whoop your ass. I'm gonna whoop your ass." Oh yeah, Donis went playing, man. He took up for his family, but man, we appreciate everybody who tuned in to another great show, Beyond the Game. If uh, you can always check out episodes on the YouTube channel, if you can't sit down and watch the YouTube channel on your tablet or your phone, download the Beyond the Game app on your Amazon Fire Stick. Set in your front room with your peoples. Turn it on there, laugh and trip with us. If you can't sit down and watch the show, you can always listen to the show on all major podcast streaming platforms. So with that being said, we get ready to get on up at this thing. And as always, this is Q Walker. We want you to treat somebody how you want somebody to treat your mama. And we have this thing, y'all. Yeah, I was like, Will Smith, we riding with you. Let's in five, baby. (laughs)